0: Chris Wendelkin, and this is On the Line, my podcast where I talk to friends of mine about all things NBA. We do some deep dives, some drafts, uh, news from around the league. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to this show, you can tweet at me at on the line underscore pod. I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can send me any questions about the NBA or your fantasy team, whatever it is, to onmalinepod.gmail.com. Last, if you could please rate, review, subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. I greatly appreciate that. All right, coming up, we got Jeffrey James on the pod. Uh, it's the holiday season, so we are doing a little NBA Naughty and Nice uh, we're going to talk with Jeff about some of the things we love and hate about the first 30 games of the season. Real quick, I want to mention that um, we got a huge announcement coming next week on the pod. Uh, it's, it's a big one. It's the biggest thing we have coming yet. So uh, if you are not already, please subscribe to the show. Follow us on social media. Tell your family and friends and your coworkers about the podcast. Get them subscribed. Because they don't want to miss this announcement. It's coming next week. It's a, it's a, it's a bombshell, folks. I don't know what to tell you. It's a, it's a big one here. So get subscribed. Um, but without further ado, you're gonna have to wait on that one. Let's get to, let's get to Jeff. Let's get to some naughty and nice. Here it is: the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Jeffrey James. All right. It is late Sunday night legendary uh, dumbass Jeffrey James <laughs> is on the line. Uh, he just got back from Fresno, California. Jeff, how are we feeling tonight? How you doing?
1: I'm feeling good. I had soda tonight on, a, on the road trip back, which I never <laughs> drink really oh i'm a little caffeinated a little loopy Uh, huh a little loopy a little wacky uh what flavor uh staying up this late uh eastern time sure what flavor
0: what 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 flavor of soda were we uh drinking on the road
1: and i hate that you asked uh (laughs) pib extra
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's disgusting of
1: course Uh, that's absolutely (laughs) disgusting uh, if you're gonna drink carbonated sugar water, you might make it the worst flavor.
0: Jesus Christ! How long was the drive? So how long of a drive is it from Fresno back to LA? Like two hours? Uh, it, was,
1: it was like three and a half hours, but uh, I was Good with my. Lord. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not too bad though. It's like not trafficy, which is, I think I can deal with.
0: Yeah. Well, Jeff, um thanks for hopping on the pod. We of course. are thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, so in in the spirit of the holidays, you know, Christmas and New Year's are right around the corner here. I want to uh I want to reflect a little bit about the past, you know, 30 or so games of of, of NBA basketball, kind of what we've learned about the NBA thus far this season. And uh so I wanted to compile a uh, a naughty and nice list with you here. And, and this is we'll run the gamut from everything from uh you know it's open season with with us jeff so it's players it's teams it's jerseys it's coaches it's uh, uh key moments from the first 30 games of the season anything that we feel is naughty or nice whatever it is love it or hate it through 30 games um so yeah you ready to hop in you ready to do this
1: I'm absolutely ready. I'm excited.
0: all right well um you want you wanna kick us off here? Is there a, a particular uh, naughty or nice that you wanna to get us started with?
1: I'm gonna go with uh, and I struggled to classify this whether it's naughty or nice but okay. I put it in because I think nationwide it might be a naughty, but okay. for me it's the nicest part of the <laughs> the, the season. Okay. It's uh, Kevin Durant's looming free agency. Oh, dude! And uh, trouble in paradise, trouble in Golden State. Oh,
0: let's go! You know, this made my naughty list, and I'm yeah. curious. Let's talk this one out because it could be ten- it could be a nice, it could be a naughty. So give me your perspective on why this might be a nice one.
1: Well, I mean, I was on uh, Amir had me on buckets earlier this yeah. week, and that, for his show, I feel like his angles more. Um, your history as an nba fan which was t- interesting to talk about for me I, he had me walking through the last four years with lebron in cleveland right and it's like warriors came out of nowhere as he returned and then after 2016 when we won we felt like it was it was kind of neck and neck like all right they won one we right. won one, and everybody was talking about the rubber match in 2017 but it's like it wasn't a rubber match because you added a yeah. former MVP to a 73 win team right so it, Ever since Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, it's really taken the fun out of watching basketball for me. Other than these little storylines that we like to go in through the uh, through like the regular season, so I'd love to see the Warriors disbanded, and uh, I'd love to see Kevin Durant uh, redeem himself. You know, because I don't respect him. You know, so (laughs) but if he went to like the Knicks or even the Clippers and did it himself, I would respect him. You know, that's how LeBron earned my respect back was going back to Cleveland and doing it, and you know. Uh, doing it there rather than uh, on the super team.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So Kevin Durant made my naughty list and he, you know, first he has this public spat with Draymond Green, right? And then fucking he goes on Bill Simmons's podcast last week. I don't know if you heard this. And he basically goes on the podcast and chews Rolls Gold pretzels for like an hour straight on the podcast. (laughs) It's not cool. It was not cool at all. Uh, I yeah. got no love for Kevin Durant, Jeff. So, where do you stand on Durant's likability at this point? It sounds like you're pretty you you have some hard feelings about the way he handled the Golden State and uh, and the Cavs rivalry. Kind of kind of really threw a monkey wrench into that whole situation. Um, where do you stand on his likability? Do you like this guy? It seems like he's kind of become like an NBA like troll of sorts. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Where do you stand on him?
1: Yeah, I look. I I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I try to think the best of everyone, but um, he's one of the few people in the world, like few public figures that I like can't even look at. Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
1: and that's me being a Cleveland fan, being a really passionate Cavs fan. So I mean, I'm probably a little more harsh on him than anyone else. But um, and part of it too is just like he. I think if he hadn't gone to Golden State. Kyrie wouldn't have left. I think. I think. I mean. I think he single handedly disbanded the Cavs. But anyway, I have a lot of feelings about that. Yeah. But I think that him as a person. I think obviously we know he's thin skinned, which is funny to me. But you. I mean, I. I can't even talk about his basketball abilities because he is. An amazing player, second best in the NBA, in my opinion. Right. So it's tough for me to sit here and be like everything about this guy's bad, but I don't respect him definitely, and he definitely has caused me a lot of personal anguish.
0: But it sounds like you're leaving room for some redemption there. You feel like if he went to a team like the Clippers or the Knicks or or the Sixers or whatever it is, you would consider, you know, you, you think there's an opportunity for him to sort of regain some uh, whatever in your heart, some room in your heart.
1: I would love to see him go to the Knicks. Interesting Um, because that's something that, like, even the Clippers would be fine. But if he goes to the Knicks and saves that franchise, which I can relate to, uh, Knicks fans, uh, even Mets fans before uh, a few years ago, yeah, uh, Jets fans, because a lot of the bad New York teams have the same passionate fans that like Cleveland teams have that have been bad for so long. And I love seeing passionate fan bases get what they deserve, yes, yeah, success. And the Knicks are a storied franchise, but they just haven't, I mean, James Dolan being the owner that he is, like, they just haven't been, uh, they they have not been rewarded. And I have a lot of good friends that are Knicks fans. I mean, yeah. you're a Knicks fan. Right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I'd love for, I mean, I'd lo, if, depending on how you feel about him and how the Knicks, fan, Knicks fans would feel about him, I'd love to see him go to the Knicks and take a team that's struggling, that has struggled historically, and give him a championship.
0: All right, I'll say this. If Bill Simmons and Kevin Durant put out another Jam Session podcast tomorrow, part 12, I am not listening to that shit. I've been burnt <laughs> too many times with this guy's chewing pretzels on the podcast. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see where he winds up in free agency. I'm curious to see how things shake out with the Warriors this season. Um, all right, let's move on. I'm going to I'm gonna cue us up with one of the names off my nice list. Um, okay. Jeff, do you want like a... Do you want like a deep cut here, or do you want sort of uh like a meatball straight over the plate, like fastball right over the plate? Which one you want? Let's
1: start with the deep cut. You
0: want a deep Let's cut? All in. right, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a special deep cut. So <laughs> before he injured his foot the other night, Tristan Thompson was fucking bawling out this season. And I yeah. know this because he's a stud on my fantasy team. And I know Absolutely. that you know this as a diehard Cavs fan, Jeff, but you're 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 probably more aware of this than most people are. But for the casual fan who's listening, who might not might not know this, you you, you might be surprised to hear that this guy was over the last like two three weeks, Tristan Thompson was averaging almost like. 15 points and 14 rebounds a night. I mean, this is like a poor man's Andre Drummond, my guy. Jeff, <laughs> when Tristan Thompson returns from the IR in a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, I think, is he in your mind, is he a trade candidate for a team that's in need of, of a veteran big man? After the season, I think he only has like one year and 18 million bucks left on his contract. Can you, can you imagine, can you envision a future wherein the Cavs uh, trade off Tristan?
1: I, I don't know if he's somebody who'd be on the trading block for the Cavs because we're, I mean, you we think are he's like important. someone they want to build around. I think so. I mean, he's, a, he's a, an, an insane rebounder. We've seen this the past four years, like especially offensive rebound, giving us second chance opportunities. I think he's not, I mean, he's not a, he's not an all-star, so he's not going to be someone who like another right. team would be itching for. And then the fact that we have Colin Sexton, who's been developing and, you know, if, you know, we're in full tanking mode, uh, even, you know, with double T as the perfect example of it, he sprained his foot and now he's out for four weeks. So yeah. If that's not tanking, I don't know what is. But um, I think I don't think we would necessarily tank him or or trade him because I think that uh, he's beloved by the Cavs fan base. He's he's been playing really well. I think he has. uh, He's averaging 14 rebounds or 13 rebounds or something. Um, And so I think I don't know. I I think if we're gonna trade anyone, it'll be Kevin Love. Or I mean, obviously J.R. Smith is still on the trading block. Um, I think Tristan, especially uh, especially with Zion Williamson or RJ Barrett being one of the uh, kind of potential picks if we are, uh, you know, one of those top picks, I think Tristan Thompson would be a great person to be part of our uh, rebuild, just as like Anderson Vergeau, you know, was when we got LeBron. So say, and, he, and he's, I mean, he, he was a great player, of course, with LeBron. So say we get Zion Williamson, who people are touting as the next LeBron, the next, like, you know, physical phenom. Uh, having a, a you know a rebound phenom like uh, Tristan Thompson on that team with Zion, uh, or even RJ Barrett would be amazing. Tristan
0: seems like the epitome of an NBA garbage man. I don't know if if that means anything yeah. to you, but like, do you know what I mean? Like he's just he was really like the perfect LeBron wingman like teammate guy that like he's just you pay him money to just like go out and do all the crap that no one else wants to do, like all the dirty work. You know, like all he the grinds.
1: Work. And that's like exactly what Cleveland embodies, and so I think I yeah. don't think that Dan Gilbert wants to trade. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you, man.
0: I mean, he's also you know he's he's still I don't know 27, 28 years old. I I think he's south of 30. And yeah. I mean, he's like a useful player. I mean, whether like if the Cavs intend on being good sometime in the next three, four or five years, Tristan Thompson is still someone you'd want to have around. So yeah. I, I, I can imagine them keeping him. Um, all right, Jeff, you're up. Do you want to give us uh, you, you have a naughty or a nice for us?
1: Um, let's do a nice. a feel good. Nice. OK, give us something uh, nice.
0: It's it's Christmas, uh, Jeff. Give us something nice for once.
1: This is kind of a New Year's night. This is a resolution, you know, hard work pays off. Uh, Derek Rose's mojo is back.
0: Wow, Derek Rose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's had a few amazing games. Uh, What was that? Didn't he have 48 points in one game?
0: I think it maybe, was it 50? Yeah, it was 48 or 50. It was an incredible game. Yeah, yeah. He was crying afterwards, of course.
1: Yeah, that was amazing. That warmed my heart. And I, and this is coming from a Cleveland fan who hated Derrick Rose in 2008, 2009, 2010. Like, or whatever it was, the 2009 to 2010, where he... Uh, it was Cleveland and uh, Chicago, yeah. you know, first, second round. And we couldn't get past him at certain points. So, like, I think... Uh, let me look at his game by game. Because, yeah, I think it was like a 50-point game.
0: Well, the Bulls were always that team circa, yeah, 2009-10. They were the team. W- wasn't that like always the team that everyone thought if someone was going to take out LeBron and the Cavs, like they were supposed to be the next group, right? Like yeah. after the Celtics, after Garnett's Celtics were kind of out of the picture, it was supposed to be D-Rose, right? Like D-Rose yeah. won the MVP. They had that great young nucleus with Joakim Noah and Deng and... Um, you know, all the role players, the sharpshooters around them, and it never, obviously never really happened. D Rose had the injuries and, you know, it's been kind of like a sad few years. And, but yeah, it's, it's been pretty interesting. He's kind of reemerged here under Tibbs in Minnesota.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was Halloween versus Utah, 50 points fifty, and, and they won, uh, 128, 125. So that's, that was nice to see. You know, what's I, also I,
0: nice about D Rose is that hair. I kind of enjoy what he's done here <laughs> with the
1: hair. I like the I like the head hair, the
0: facial hair. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I just yeah. I think it's nice for him to have you know like the the locks, you know, the long locks yeah. like that. I think it's nice. It's it's kind of a new D Rose, something kind of unexpected, a little bit of personality with D Rose. It's it's nice. I think it's I think it's good. Um, Agreed. All right. Uh, I uh, we're up, we're back to me, Jeff. Do you want a you want naughty here? Or do you want a nice one?
1: Let's do a naughty.
0: Yeah, you want a naughty, huh? All right. Jeff, you know what? I'm not not saying this is going to last forever. But right now, the Houston Rockets suck.
1: Yeah. Jeff, the Rockets
0: are naughty, naughty, naughty. They are a naughty team through 30 games. Everyone, you know, I'll say everyone was so excited to stomp on the grave of Carmelo Anthony and blame yeah. him and force him out of town, right? They forced him out of town. Great. Fine. And then everyone said, well, once the Rockets bring back their defensive coordinator, Jeff bizdelic things will will improve and work out. Fine. Great. They did that. So they got rid of Melo. They brought back Jeff Bezdelik. Great. Guess what? <laughs> the Rockets still suck. Only, yeah. You know, only the Wizards... Knicks, Suns, Spurs, and Cavs are worse teams defensively than the Houston Rockets.
1: That's, yeah. It's insane. This this from a team who was one game away from the NBA Finals.
0: They were the number one seed last year, right? They were the team that was supposed to finally vanquish or potentially vanquish the Golden State Warriors. Um their offensive rating, they are currently seventh in the league, but it's nowhere near the like prodigious levels of last season. And now yeah. let me throw a stat at you here, and this is courtesy of the athletics. So people like to say the reason that the, the the Rockets are struggling this season is because of injuries, right? Chris Paul's body is breaking down and yeah. they're trying to find rest for James Harden, right? That's this like popular narrative. Maybe that's true. But to give you an idea, last year Chris Paul, James Harden, and Clint Capella—they only played 45 games together. But over the course of those 45 games, the team was 42 and three, 42 and three, and yeah. they, were, they were outscoring opponents in those games by 12 points per 100 possessions. This year, this year, that same trio—CP3, Harden, and Capella—they played 17 games Gosh. together. Over the course of those 17 games, they're 10 and seven. so what does that mean they're lacking depth even when their best guys are playing together even when cp3 and harden and capella even when they play together there isn't enough of a supporting cast to get stops and and they're they're, they aren't finding creative ways to score the ball and jeff they're a naughty team they're a naughty naughty team and Daryl Morey, he is a naughty man for handing out these big contracts. Yeah. Do we think, Jeff, that the Rockets... Do we think the Rockets can make the playoffs? Do we expect them to make the playoffs?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been watching the Rockets closely, but I mean, at this point, like, there have been some surprising teams rising in the West. They are 14 and, think- and
0: 14 as of Sunday night. If the if the playoffs began today, they would not make it. They are currently the 11th best team in the West. Um they would not make the playoffs if it began today.
1: I just don't I don't know if I see it. I don't see them making the playoffs. Wow.
0: Uh, what about, do you expect them to swing a big trade, try to salvage their season? Can you imagine them trying to, I don't know, can you imagine them trying to bring someone else in?
1: I can imagine them, I can imagine two scenarios. I don't imagine them blowing it up this season. I imagine them gunning for the, for a seventh or eighth seed and then going out in the first or second round. I think, and I don't know, I think, uh, I think they're going to give it their all because, you know, they, they have dished out these contracts and, uh, they were so close last year so they they might have the mentality oh if we just make it to the playoffs we'll we'll have another run I don't think they're just going to give up midseason. uh depending on what happens between now and like the trade deadline but uh yeah it's been it's been awful to see but it's also been interesting to see I mean here's the thing uh, I'm a a bit of a more impartial fan this season because I'm not fully gunning for LeBron and the Cavs to win it all it's more Cavs to tank and then like I'm Casually being a Lakers fan now, just so yeah. On.
0: Where do you stand here? Are you uh are you a you're, you, are you a Cavs fan? Are you a LeBron fan? Where, where is your rooting interest these days?
1: Still a huge Cavs fan. Okay, good. Uh, and then I'm a casual Lakers fan because I would like to see anybody beat the Warriors. And okay, it, and I'd love to. I think for me, I was like saying this on buckets. The best thing for Cavs fans now is for LeBron to become the goat. Is to. Uh, solidify his status as the greatest of all time or at least try and get as close as possible because then it's like we had him for arguably his best championship i think ever my friend
0: tony Uh, is from akron and he has this theory that (laughs) that lebron's long-term move is for the Cavs to bottom out and so lebron and rich paul in like 10 years or five years can turn around and buy the team from dan gilbert
1: that's an interesting theory. I don't know if he's that savvy, but I definitely <laughs> want LeBron to, to buy the Cavs from Dan Gilbert. Right? Nice. I hate Dan Gilbert.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All right. Uh all right, you're up, Jeff. So, uh you want to give us a naughty or a nice?
1: I'll do a nice. Okay. Um this one's personal and kind of on the subject we were just talking about. Good. Yeah. Uh Lakers at Cavs wow. uh, November 25th. What was it? what what was the date? Oh, just was a couple there. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. 21st. Yeah.
0: yeah. You uh, were 21st. there. <laughs>
1: I was there in. uh, It was I and uh, it was LeBron's return. And so wait, let me
0: imagine you're home for like Thanksgiving or something.
1: Yeah, I had just gotten home that day. That that like morning at six a.m. Wow! Uh, And that night I was downtown for the game. Really excited. Um, not excited. I didn't. uh, First of all, I was going into the game with two hopes in mind. One that Cleveland would uh, the fans would welcome him with open arms. Not like in 2010. Uh, and that happened. We gave him a standing O. Every time he got the ball for the fr- like first few minutes of the first quarter, we would clap and uh, even kind of cheer if he scored just because he's our guy. Yeah. And then the second thing I wanted to happen was that it would be a- at least a good game. Right. I didn't care who won because at that p- t- uh, point the Lakers were struggling and I was like, I'll give like, let him have this one oh, and I want to.
0: Didn't tank. Tristan have like a monster game?
1: I, I don't remember Tristan. I think he, he probably did. I feel I, like I he ripped
0: just, down like 20 rebounds or something.
1: That 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 would check out for me. It was a Jetty Osmond fest for me. That's and my buddy right. Tucker.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: But um, yeah. And so it was a good game. At one point we were up by like sixteen, and in the uh, end of the third quarter, and then LeBron just turned it on, and it was you know they we, they won by I think three or something. But um, yeah. It was uh, it was just a good game, and those were the two things I wanted. So I'd say that that LeBron's return to second return to Cleveland was affable and was uh. Uh, a warm welcome uh, back, which is what I wanted to have happen, and I, th- I thought that was a nice thing to show that Cleveland fans, everybody remembers us as the uh, burning the jerseys, yeah, the fans that were so vicious. We're not vicious; it's, we're passionate, yeah, and uh, we we respect loyalty. Right. So it was like uh, he left without delivering on his promise, and then this time he left with after delivering from his promise on his promise, and us also knowing that Dan Gilbert's not a good owner; it's not a well-run organization uh, from an organization standpoint that Kyrie left, that he shouldn't have left, like that we shouldn't have traded him and that we shouldn't have let go of David Griffin. So we all have sympathy for LeBron, I think leaving. And, uh, it was nice that we all showed him love.
0: So it's love. It's love going both ways between, yeah. between the fans and LeBron. All
1: yeah, right. Absolutely.
0: Um, you want a naughty or a nice, I, I, I just did a naughty before. Maybe I'll give you guys a nice one, huh?
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: Um, how about, how about, Kemba Walker, Kemba. I
1: I almost did.
0: Walker. Kemba Walker is, is, is having another quietly absurd season for the ho-hum Charlotte Hornets averaging (laughs) 25 points, six rebounds, four and a half or six assists, four and a half rebounds. Uh, almost a steal and a half a game. The Hornets are in seventh place in the Eastern Conference, and without Kemba on the floor, they're outscored by 4.5 points per 100 possessions. Jeff, the highlight of, the, of his season, obviously, in my estimation, was his performance against Jimmy Butler and the 76ers a few weeks back when he dropped 60 points, 60 points in a 122-119 loss. Um, he On that night, he was 21 of 34, He was six of 14 from three. He hit all of his uh, free throws, seven boards, four assists, and four steals. Jeff, James Harden is the only player who uh, this season who's also had a 60-point game. Do we see someone top that feat this year? Can Can LeBron or Clay Thompson or Durant flirt with a 65, a 70? Can we top 60 points from Kemba Walker?
1: I'd honestly be surprised if we don't see someone top it. Surprised I, um, if we don't see someone top it? I don't know. I think, I mean, look, the league is so much about three-point shooting. It's like so much about, like, especially because it's such a top-heavy league and with, like, Kind of everyone knows that the Warriors are going to win again. That it's everybody kind of has in the back of their mind, I feel, uh, maybe even subconsciously, that like we got to make it exciting some other way like and so i think that uh, i would not be surprised if we saw russell go off for yeah. 62 points or we saw lebron t- have to take over a game against what, what about the 62
0: or- assists or you know like 62 rebounds or something let's let's flip it up. let's put like put it on its head a little bit i'd love like i think
1: that'll never happen yeah
0: well let's make it happen what about a westbrook triple double of like 40 40 and 40 or something that would be special that you know that would really, you know, I don't know. That that would almost surpass this 60 point game from from Kemba.
1: Didn't didn't Kevin Love have a, like a 40-20 game or something in Minnesota? That sounds right. Yeah,
0: I think he no, had like a let's 30-30. Let's Anthony
1: Davis have a 50-25 <laughs> yeah.
0: game. I'd love a 50-25. How about 50, yeah. 25 boards, 17 re Wait, 25 boards, 17 blocks. And like 10 or 11 assists. I don't think that's, I don't think I'm asking a hell of a lot.
1: <laughs> 17 blocks. Yeah, 17 I like 17 15. of them.
0: Yeah, 10 that's right. would
1: be insane. A triple double with 10 blocks.
0: Yeah, I want a quadruple double. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Kemba Walker, that was nice. 60 points. We'd love another. Anthony Davis, if you're listening, if you can give me 70 points, one of these games in the new year, we'd love it um jeff you're on the clock give me a naughty or a nice
1: um i'll do a nice okay this is again speaking as a Cavs fan uh and this could be a naughty i guess but I, for me it's a nice because we're obviously not going to make the playoffs uh ta- our Cavs tanking i i love to see us you lose. love it. i love to see a good game and then us lose yeah because um i'm like, a knicks like, fan and i'm
0: kind of in the same position let's see you play yeah. hard but fucking suck
1: now, this is an NBA, but it literally is. My season has been watching Duke, Duke. basketball.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with
1: you. Um, I'm an, I'm a huge Zion fan. I'm a huge R.J. Barrett fan. I, I would love to have either of them, so I'm aiming for the uh, the number one or the number two pick uh, because I love watching the Duke this season because it's kind of like, you know, ideally one of these guys is going to be playing in a Cavs jersey next year. So Usually
0: in like the second or early third quarter of a Knicks game, I'll just wander over to YouTube and just start pulling up like Zion highlights (laughs) and just be like, God, this is really painful, but let's see what we're shooting for here. But, uh, yeah. So you're, you're a fan of, of the, of the Cavs tanking here.
1: Yes, I am personally. Who's their coach Uh, these days?
0: Is it Larry Drew?
1: It's Larry Drew. Yeah. He's got signed on for the rest of the season and he's kind of, uh, I think they're eyeing it to keep him potentially. I think he wants that. I think that, I don't. I wouldn't have a problem with it. Um, but uh, I was hoping at the end of last season that we would snap up Dwayne Casey. I think I talked about that. Um, that's right. We talked right. about it, Dwayne yeah. Casey's face. Yeah. Yeah. Or that the um, Knicks would snap him up. But the the Pistons have been interesting.
0: Uh, give me a little uh, scouting report on Colin Sexton thus far. What do you, What do you like about Colin Sexton?
1: I am not the biggest Sexton fan. Okay. Um, we there. There was some report coming out uh, about a month ago that was like. Cavs vets aren't um, like respecting Colin Sexton. They don't think that he's he's making good like decisions. That he just plays like frantically, and I can see that a little bit. Um, I don't know. He had a he had a twenty nine point game against uh, I think the Wizards. That was uh, impressive, but like I don't know. I'm not the huge. I'm not a huge Colin Sexton fan. I think he's developing and I think it's easy for him to put up these numbers when, you know, you're on such a bad team. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe in his upside as much as every a lot of other fans are, uh Cavs fans are. Interesting. But, um, so,
0: if in the NBA lottery, if there's a point guard staring you right in the face, you know, let's say you get like the 3rd pick or the 4th pick instead of the 1st pick, if there's an elite point guard, you wouldn't hesitate to draft him if you were the Cavs GM.
1: I think so. Um why not, cause right? I wasn't Dion Waiters drafted as a point guard and then became a, a, shooting, a shooting guard? guard. Yeah. Well, because, this is
0: what you were talking with Amir about, right? That like they passed on drafting Victor Oladipo because they had, they had Dion, right? They had Dion and Kyrie. So they're like, Oh, we don't yeah. need Victor Oladipo. And it turns out well, Victor Oladipo, you know, is a pretty good player and you probably could have yeah. figured it out.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think it's, I might as well draft both and see uh, who has the bigger upside and then trade the, the other one or keep him as a nice backup. So, uh, yeah, I would I, I wouldn't put I'm not betting on Colin Sexton.
0: All right, Jeff, you uh, I'm up. You want to you want a naughty or a nice here? Uh, You just did a nice. I did a nice. I can give you another nice if you want or I'm happy to go naughty.
1: Uh, Let's. Another nice,
0: another nice, very good, very nice. Um, (laughs) all right, on my next, I'm on my nice list. I got Luka Doncic. Um, Luka, dude, is he this guy has incredible strength and balance driving to the rim, he has prodigious court vision, he sees plays develop two and three beats and steps before they actually actually formulate i am shocked i am shocked with how easily he's knocking down these huge huge clutch jumpers in crunch time situations um Doncic to me man has been just a pleasure to watch i don't know if you've seen any of the mavs games this year yet but uh jeff do you think that Doncic can lead the mavs back to playoff glory Do you believe?
1: Uh, this season? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, uh, I think they might snag an eight seed. I think they might do it. I, I've only, I'll be honest, I haven't watched a lot of Mavs games, but I have uh, seen all of his plays on the uh, House of Highlights.
0: I was gonna say, I imagine you've seen some of his highlights, right? Like he's just, what from the highlights? What like what what uh what catches your eye about Luca?
1: I think his confidence. I think his he's uh, just like ballsy. he is. He, he's, he plays like he's been playing in the league for four years.
0: Dude, he's 19 years old. You know, the thing about Luca is he's one of the most... He might be the most um, successful... Experience. Well, he might be the most successful player uh, Player to ever come out of Europe. I mean, I know that sounds kind of crazy, or he might be the most accomplished player to ever come out of right. Europe. And he's 19 and years old.
1: Been playing pro, pro basketball since he was 12 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, dude.
0: That's the thing. It's like you go pro in Europe when you're like 11. You know, like they don't yeah. care. Like Ricky Rubio started playing pro ball as like a 10 year old. So, yeah. you know, he's like in third grade. He's got like homework, but he's also like a pro basketball player. Um, yeah, but Lucas just looked incredible. I think he's. I mean, I think he's our runaway case with for rookie of the year, especially uh, agreed. if if the Mavs make the playoffs or even if they're just in contention towards the end of the season, I just I, I think he's gotta get the he's gotta get the nod. And uh, he's just been so fun to watch, man. Like I said, like his vision, his passing is just mesmerizing and his confidence. That's the thing about him. His swagger is just it's just so fun. Like, he does not give a shit. Uh, uh, he doesn't care who he's playing. I mean, he was he was draining critical clutch three-pointers right in James Harden's eye the other night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was doing a James Harden impression. And yeah. uh, it was just awesome to see. Awesome to see. I, I love the kid. The-
1: even when he was he was benched for that one game, uh, I don't. Even, I think it was a was it the Clippers where DeAndre Jordan had that huge dunk, and he's just like jumping off the bench. Like I don't know, like he's just, yeah. he just seems like a good locker room guy too. I'm excited about him. I've never been a Mavs fan. In fact, other than in 20, 2011, I was actually. I'm, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a huge Mavs fan. Me too. But uh, yeah. But I I don't know. It was. Uh, I'm excited about him. He's one of those uh, players that has buzz around him who has an. Uh, Seems like it, it, the culture around in Dallas will be uh, developed around Luca. It's fun uh, to
0: root for athletes who don't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like he doesn't look like an athlete. He's basically kind of he's like a little fat or something. It doesn't. He's look a little like, chubby. It doesn't look like he should be good at basketball necessarily. And you can't really totally quantify or make sense of like why he's good. But when you see it. There's no doubt. He's really, really good at what he does. So, I love,
1: too, that he, his number is insane, that he chose 77. Yeah, exactly. Like When, who, when was the last like potential star we saw wear anything higher than like 45
0: anything that is like bad from a branding standpoint i'm in <laughs> yeah on. you know what i mean like yeah. if you have a bad haircut if you're out of shape <laughs> if you have weird tattoos if you wear if you wear a weird number if you have a terrible shoe contract i'm in on you you know what i mean like yeah. weirder the better as far as i'm concerned um yeah luke is on my nice list jeff you're up take a naughty or a nice
1: i'll take a naughty um, if anybody in listening has not seen the earned jerseys, oh god, uh, just look up the Wizards earned jerseys. Oh uh, first of all, I hate the uh, the District. Yes. As a nickname for <laughs> DC. Why?
0: Um, Why? Let's talk that one out for a second.
1: No one calls it. As far as I'm concerned, no one calls it The District.
0: What are you talking about? You don't go down to The District and, and walk around the <laughs> Capitol? Come on. The District?
1: D.C. is shorter. Why would you give it a longer nickname?
0: You know is the cherry b- blossoms? We'll see the cherry blossoms in The District.
1: <laughs> Anybody want to meet me at the mall? Yeah, it's in The District.
0: Uh, fun times. Yeah, those just, jerseys are awful, man.
1: I mean, a lot of them are a lot of them are awesome. A lot of them suck. I, I think the Wizards is maybe the worst. Marty Michael from Headgum was uh was uh he said, he doesn't like the uh, the Rip City uh, Portland jerseys. I still think they're better than yeah. uh, these District ones. Almost made my nice list were the Cleveland uh, Ice jerseys, the the Great Lakes ones that are like a white, black, and like kind of Carolina blue. I love these jerseys. I wish I could have seen LeBron in one. Wait, um, you're
0: not talking about the the bright orange ones, right?
1: No, 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 no. The the it's the Cavs earned one. If you haven't have seen, are just clean. They're wow. they're like okay, same pattern but different uh, different colors. Gotcha. Um But yeah, the district jerseys I think were the worst, uh, and I just hate to see a bad jersey, especially when it's the earned and only 18s uh Uh. Uh, you're only 16 teams, eight from like, you know, get them. Yep. So ha- it just like, it sucks that one is wasted on the, the wizards who are also having a terrible. Season. All right. Yeah.
0: On that note, Jeff, I'm going to take a naughty here. Um, I got the Indiana Pacers city edition jerseys. Uh, these okay, things sure. to me are very, very naughty. Look, I will, I'll say right now, I am a fairly conservative dresser. Like I, I am a huge, I am a huge gray guy. Like if you walk into my closet right now, you're gonna see tons of gray. But generally speaking, generally speaking, the color gray does not tend to work on sports jerseys. You know what I mean? It's just not yeah. like an inspired look, in my opinion. And that's I just, where I just
1: looked them up. I have not seen these yet. Yes. Yeah. This is, yeah so, this is pretty plain.
0: I mean, that's that's what the Pacers did here with the color gray. They doubled down on gray. They went they went big on gray here, and it's their city edition jersey. Also, uh, you know, the design and the concept is just it's super uninspiring. It's a solid gray jersey with basically a navy blue racing track or stripe on the side and that's it it's basically they just went gray with a blue stripe and an ill-placed
1: racetrack
0: (laughs) i mean i i i I don't know what to tell you i'm jeff um i mean is there you know i just i think it's a hopeless cause these jerseys i don't i don't i don't know what to say i don't know what to say i'm not
1: this looks like an old and one like (laughs) athletic practice jersey or just like default jersey that you'd get from a dick sporting goods in like 2007
0: yeah it's just it's not a good look it's not a good I look. guess
1: it's a nod to the indy 500 but i don't know. feel like the pacers look, have ever been it. defined by
0: that we get it like that's why you're called pacers you're, you guys are in on cars you're in on racing we get it but the jersey lacks inspiration and i'm out and I'm, I don't want to see those jerseys I'm out on gray I'm out on the Indiana Pacers city edition, di- city edition jerseys um, What are the
1: uh, what are the Pacers earned edition let me I haven't even seen these
0: I don't know did they get an earned did they earn it
1: They did cuz it's it's anybody who was in the playoffs last year and okay it's the same design but white It's still just such a weirdly placed block of color I I don't yeah I'm with you on that even the earned one doesn't look better
0: Oh I'm getting the earned right now hold on one sec Oh uh, Yeah, no. No, this doesn't do it for me either. No, you didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. Basically, <laughs> it's just a fucking road. They have a blue street with two little yellow lines. Uh, no, you didn't earn it. I'm sorry. You did not earn that. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't like these things. You got to get more creative for me. Do something else. Um, Jeff, you're up. Give me, a, give me a naughty or a nice.
1: All right. Um, okay, let me think which one is the best to talk about. I guess uh, Heat It Lakers... Uh, mm. Dwayne Wade's one last dance okay. uh, kind of farewell tour with LeBron I look this is coming again from a Cleveland fan I don't know how many times I'm gonna mention it but um, I hated the heat from 2010 to 2014. I even still hate the heat and that I, I I resent the fact that the heat are in the conversation for signing big stars still because I don't yeah. I don't like Florida either um, <laughs> but even with that said I love Dwayne Wade because he was a cav last year for a couple months and and I love lebron and I love their relationship because I they're just they seem silly together they seem fun I love uh seeing friendships within the NBA um so to see them go up against each other it was a good game to see lebron on on weight on the last possession with the game still kind of on the line uh and to see them hug it out at the end was uh it was it was nice for me to see. I I enjoyed it.
0: Love that. God, Dwayne Wade, what a career it's he's, been.
1: He's a he's a legend. I think people. Um, I don't know. I think kind of like Paul Pierce too. I think people are kind of being a little. They're not being as reverent. They're not treating his farewell tour with as much reverence as maybe that he deserves. Even if they are, you know, I think that he deserves more. Uh, winning it with Shaq and then winning it with LeBron, it, he's he really had a great career. You know, three years into the league, he won an NBA championship.
0: Yeah, God, you forget that first one, man. He was just a you kid. You really do. He was just a kid, and he really yeah. he like he carried that team with Shaq. I mean, I know Shaq yeah. did a lot of the work, but he was hitting all those clutch shots. Yeah. Um. All right, I'm up. I'm going to give you a nice one here, Jeff. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi yeah. Leonard is playing like an MVP candidate and has the raptors atop the league with the best record in the NBA. He's averaging 26 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists and almost 2 steals a game with the raptors. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the individual numbers stats there with Kawhi, they only tell like half the story. The raptors are a top 5 offense. They're scoring 115 points per 100 possessions. They're a top 10 defense and they're really anchored on both ends by Kawhi Leonard. Jeff, my question for you is do you have a favorite off-court Kawhi moment, story or meme from the past year or so? There's, <laughs> there's been a couple of good ones. I mean, I he, think
1: it's is it the laugh? Say, I think it's easier to say the laugh. Obviously that was uh very memeable uh very scary actually in a lot of ways like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um what what is his personal life like? What is he? I don't know. I just I couldn't help but thinking like, what is Kawhi's favorite movie? Like, <laughs> is this what is he just like watching like coming to America and just like, <sighs> uh, 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 like yeah, I, I, but that's not the moment I'm going to choose. The moment I'm going to choose is people. So it was it was actually I think last week.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, report, we have the same moment. We have the same moment.
1: Yeah, I think I'm I, gonna tell. Yeah. I have
0: it queued up. Play it,
1: and I'll tell you if it's the, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah,
0: let me turn up the volume and play this for you.
1: So, Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, can you talk about your favorite Christmas moment? Not right now. Not right
0: now. Yeah, it's just he's the best man. He's 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 the the absolute best. Why is he, that? Why is that so incredible?
1: I think like Ooh. I just love people trolling uh, reporters who do ask dumb questions. I mean, sometimes they're rude and the reporters are just trying to do their job. But that was just like, (laughs) there was no malice in that. He was just like, you talk about your favorite Christmas. he's like, not right now, not right now. (laughs) Um, but that actually wasn't what I was, uh, it was the same interview, but not what I was, the moment I was going to talk. about. Oh, really? So they were like, they were, reporters were uh, baiting him into being like that, or trying to say something that, to the effect of that he's going to leave Toronto, that he wants to be in LA. Right. So they were like, uh, Like, what's the transition been like playing in like a cold weather city? Do you ever get tired of playing in a cold weather city? And he was just like, no, you wear a jacket. It's fine. (laughs) Like we're in buildings most of the time. It's just like, and he said it more dry than that. But he's just like, it's so, he's just like shutting them down. Like, I'm not going to talk about any, like, you can't get anything out of this guy, which is just so funny to me. Uh, that people are trying to speculate that he wants to come to LA. It's like nobody knows what Kawhi wants. I'd love to come to the Lakers, but it's just like, it's so funny to me.
0: He's the best man. He's, 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 he's the goat weirdo. I think he's just, he's just the best. Um, All right, let's do one more. Let's go one more for each of us. And then uh, I'll let you go. You have one more naughty or one more nice for me.
1: I would say uh, on the subject of Kawhi and the Raptors, I'd say stronger Eastern A uh, nice is is the stronger Eastern Eastern Conference. This yeah, year. for sure. Um, it's been really nice to see the Bucks have success. Uh, being from Cleveland in the Midwest, I love seeing small market teams in the Midwest do well. Um, do you especially think
0: there's? Does it feel like Giannis is is there for the long haul? I mean, I know this stuff is like impossible to predict or speculate on, but like. I don't know, man. I, I I don't know why. Maybe it's because he's like an international player, and he just seems so attached to that community. Like, you know, like he he. I think wasn't he like homeless in Greece, or like he 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 was like barely scraping by. Their family is barely scraping by in Greece, and it just seems like he landed in Milwaukee and was so grateful to be there, and just seems so connected to that community. Can you imagine him being there for the long haul?
1: I could. I honestly could. Especially because they're experiencing success on their own you know and then to your point like uh he's international player he came out saying something uh a few days ago where he was like i don't agree with all these guys like being buddy buddy before and after games like if you're not on my team like you're basically dead to me like i'm gonna like i'm gonna run you over i'm gonna destroy you like i while i love the Dwayne wade uh lebron like relationships while i love uh that kind of thing um it's 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 inspiring to hear Giannis just be like fuck everybody else and yeah. that's why I, the kind of mentality that might keep him on a team like that where it's like no I'm like don't call me and tell me to come to the Lakers like I'm on the I, you're my opponent or whatever like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I'm gonna work to beat you which I I, I respect more maybe um and I like the Bucs I think the Bucks have a certain their branding's really in, like gotten better and, and for me that's huge like the design of their courts and stuff with that little like lake uh God, is it lake michigan's the milwaukee's on yeah yeah like the lake michigan blue or whatever like i thought that was cool for because for the longest time i'm like why do they have a bright blue like triangle on their like or, or outline on their court like what is what the hell is that it goes against all their colors and then i looked it up and it's like oh it stands for like, oh wow michigan.
0: i didn't un- i didn't know that that's that's really yeah.
1: cool yeah that's i awesome. think it's really cool um it's kind of the same thing like how staples kind of really stands out on the lakers court and like how uh the Raptors used to have that like weird design on the court at the end of each free throw uh, at the end of each uh, like paint that made it look like there were like stanchions of sorts. It was yeah 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 like yeah. Weird, like that like
0: trippy, like 3d it was like an optical illusion kind of. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like just weird stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like they take risks and then just have a player like Giannis, who's just so dominating. We saw at the early preseason, he was throwing up like multiple 40 plus point games. I was like, this is fun to watch. And I honestly wish the best for the bucks Raptors. The Cavs would always play the Raptors and we would always beat them. And I felt bad in a way where I was like, Toronto is a very, they're playing for all of Canada, basically. First of all, second of all, they, they're, they have a very passionate fan base, like the, um, Jurassic park and all that kind of stuff. So I love to see Kawhi really bolster the Raptors this season in the postseason and like get them to the finals and, and, and maybe put a a fight against the warriors. Um, so yeah, I'm happy for the for the Eastern Conference getting stronger. You look at the standings right now between both conferences and the West is still a little more like strong in the bottom half than the East, but it's like it's, you know, it's a little more balanced. Like the East is even more top I don't know, man. The
0: top half of the East is pretty freaking good. I mean, you know, yeah. the top 4 teams in the East, if any one of those teams, you know, if 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 the Sixers, Bucks, Raptors or Celtics make the finals. That's no cakewalk for. Let's yeah. let's assume that the Warriors get back to the finals out of, out of the West, which is no, in my opinion, no like sure thing. But even if that does happen, like I, I don't, I don't know all, any one of those four teams poses a lot of you know like threats and obstacles assuming that they're healthy for the warriors so yeah i I, i'm psyched about the the parody that's happening with the league and you know like the the shift in power um you know it does seem like a, a power shift back toward the eastern conference which is cool
1: yeah there's still there's still a little bit i mean i i still i still get it like um with the west like there's only one team that hasn't gotten more than uh Uh, double-digit wins. And then in the East, there's uh, the Knicks, Bulls, Cavs, Hawks all haven't gotten 10 wins yet. So I think it also has to do with the types of teams that they're facing four times a year versus two times a year. For sure. But uh, it's definitely, I mean, to your point, like the the playoff race is going to be more interesting this year. And that's something that I'm thankful for overall is, A, I I don't have the expectations and pressure of being a uh, Cavs fan with LeBron on the Mm -hmm. team this year. So it's been a little more relaxing of a season. I can follow just kind of the storylines versus... Cavs, Cavs, Cavs. Yeah. Uh, and then just, you know, things are a little bit more interesting now. So uh, I'm excited uh, overall. I mean, you said you wanted to talk about uh, looking forward to the new year as well. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to give you one more naughty, and then I want to talk about some hopes for the new year. Um, so keep that in the back of your head. But um, my last naughty for you is uh, – and it's a big one here. I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet. But it's the Chicago Bulls. I, You know, across the whole organization – there is now complete chaos. There is yeah. mutiny within the organization in Chicago. Fred Hoiberg was fired last Monday. By Saturday, his players, the players in the Bulls, were debating about contacting the players' union to formulate to formulate an, oh, yeah. uh, an organized revolt. Oh, dude! They they were the, the the players on the Bulls were they had a text thread and they were debating about contacting the players union to organize a revolt against new interim coach Jim Boylan and the guy, yeah they
1: were like you're not Greg Popovich right
0: right right so last yeah. week the Bulls the Bulls had games on Friday and Saturday and after a particularly shitty effort in an embarrassing 56point loss to the Celtics on Saturday, Jim Boylan promised a like balls to the wall practice full of conditioning drills. Something that, you know, all NBA veterans loathe. So the players started this text thread and they were seriously considering boycotting practice altogether. They just like weren't going to show up. And so yeah. finally they agreed, you know, cooler heads prevailed. They, they agreed to show up to practice at the facility, but they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't suit up. They didn't practice. They had like a players only meeting. And then they eventually invited the coaches and the executives in to talk. But, um, you know, the Bulls are one of the worst teams in the NBA. Jeff, what's the solution here in Chicago? Is it, do we, do we fire the coach? Do we fire the GM? Do we trade off all the players? Is it all of the above? Like, what is the fix with the Bulls? It seems like Lurie Markin is a great, great young player. I don't know about anything else that's going on over there, though.
1: Yeah, I, I have not been paying attention to the Bulls just day to day. Before, I mean, before all this drama, I haven't been paying attention to them. But um, I don't know. I think... If anything, uh, again, we we have such a great draft coming up. They could tank, tank, or well, um, they're one
0: of those teams that's gonna like they're gonna be tanking whether they want to be tanking or not. Like, right. it's not strategy. It's like they're literally that you know messed up. So right, yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe. Um, teron Liu is uh is available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> T. Liu, NBA champion, head coach, but dude, uh, I think he I actually know.
0: could be a good fit in Chicago. I would love to see T. Liu get another crack, and I'd love to see him get a shot with like a young rebuilding team, which is what the Bulls are.
1: Agreed. I don't know if, he, and that's the other thing. I don't know if T. Liu deserved to, to get fired. I mean, what? Do you, I don't know what. Again, this is why I think Dan Gilbert's a bad owner. I don't know what they expected. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. You lost the best player in the world. Of course you're gonna have an 0 six start. I actually I mean,
0: think that is the really this that's the sort of team that he should be coaching. He should like I I I would love to see him on a rebuilding project kind of team. Like, exactly. Especially a team that just drafted a point guard, Colin Sexton. It's like yeah. no, this is the guy that you should have coaching your team. I understand that maybe they wanted like a change like they wanted like a fresh slate or something that Tyrone Lu is part of the LeBron era or, or whatever. Maybe, maybe it was more about optics than anything else, but yeah. I don't know. I'd like to see T. Lu get another crack.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, if they're looking for a head coach, I mean, he's uh he did well. I think people didn't, I mean, people obviously never give enough credit to the coaches that uh, uh, like LeBron's coaches, um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see T. Lou in, in Chicago, especially if they are about to be poised to get uh, one of these upcoming guys on the, in the next draft. Jeff, before I let you go, uh,
0: let's talk about some of your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, your NBA aspirations for the new year. 2019 is right around the corner. You're taking stock. You're taking stock on on, on the past year. What's been good? What hasn't worked out? What you're hoping to improve upon? What are you hoping for this year? What are you hoping for in 2019 on an on an NBA level?
1: I'm hoping for the Cavs to get the number one pick in the, Great. In the draft. Great. I'm hoping. Uh, so I, there was news uh, the other day about Suns owner. The Suns owner, Robert holding Sun. out on Phoenix yeah, yeah, holding out on Phoenix to possibly move the team. Would love to see the Suns move to Seattle and become wow. the Supersonics again.
0: Wow. Um, I got a lot of Seattle listeners, a lot of Sonics fans in the audience, so I think you just won some people over, Jeff.
1: I I miss the Sonics. I was, uh, I, I mean, I just have always been a fan of like NBA yep. history, and it's just like, I I used to watch documentaries about Sean Kemp and them, and it's like, I, I don't know, like, seeing them leave uh, after having Kevin Durant, like, can you imagine a, a world where Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook were still playing together in Seattle? Like, that's interesting to me, and I don't know, I... Nothing against Phoenix, nothing against any Suns fans that happen to be listening, but I just like... No, but you Seattle's, hate, you hate the city, city, you
0: hate, you hate Arizona, <laughs> you, you never like the place, so yeah, that's what you're I don't at.
1: love Arizona. Just admit it. Dude, um, just admit you hate the Grand Canyon. Phoenix.
0: Just admit that you hate the... Yeah, you hate the state of Arizona. <laughs> that's
1: all right. I, so I hate the Grand Canyon. Um, I hate yeah. Siena, Sedona. They're all bad. Tucson's awful. There it is. So let's move. Let's move the Suns to su- Seattle right. and keep the. Let's Suns just big.
0: eliminate the state, dude. Let's Can go forty-nine states. Suns? Let's get Arizona out of here.
1: <laughs> the <clears throat> Seattle Suns would be such a funny the Seattle
0: Suns. <laughs> like
1: obviously they'd be these probably be the Sonics again, but that would just be so funny—the Seattle Suns. I love it. Um. Yeah, uh, I mean, here's I do think Seattle deserves a team and. Maybe it's the Suns. Maybe it's not. I don't
0: know. Let me give you a couple hopes on my end. I'm hoping Markel Fultz is traded. I'm hopeful that he's traded to a team that's rebuilding like the Seattle Seattle Suns or the Cavs or the Spurs where he can play in relative anonymity and people will be supportive of his rehab and whatever the fuck is going on with that guy. And I just really hope that he... I really hope that he figures out whatever's going on because, man, when you look at his YouTube mixtape from college, he was such a fun player. And uh, I'm really hopeful that he can maybe also surround himself with a better supporting cast. Um, Like you with the Cavs, I'm hopeful that the Knicks will continue to play hard and flounder and tank. (laughs) And I hope that they wind up winning the NBA lottery and Zion Williamson becomes a, a... a legend and his Jersey is enshrined among the great ones (laughs) at, uh, at MSG. And that uh, would be
1: fun. Zion at MSG new Zion.
0: I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that the Rockets miss the playoffs because that team annoys (laughs) me. And I'm hopeful that the warriors get picked off in the NBA finals. And I'm hopeful that Luka Doncic continues, continues to rule and gets pudgier and pudgier and wins the rookie (laughs) of the year. And Jeff, um, where can people find you online? what's your What's your handle on Twitter or Instagram, or, or where, where can people see your stuff online?
1: Yeah, uh, it's at I am Jeffrey James on uh, Instagram. That's G E O F F R U I, mm-hmm. <S-2> and it's at Don't Play No James on Twitter.
0: Awesome, Jeff. Thanks for hopping on the pod. You're the best. I appreciate it. We will hopefully have you on at a, another point later in the season. We're pulling Absolutely. for the Cavs.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe we can talk end of the uh, All Star break. We That'd be great.
0: All-star. That'd be great, man. All right. Have cool. a good night. I'll talk to you real soon, buddy.
1: Thanks so much for having me. All right. On,
0: Chris. Bye. All right. That was Jeffrey James. My name is Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at On The Line underscore pod. Find me on Instagram, email me at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Leave a review in iTunes. Next week you get a familiar voice returning to the podcast. And we got a huge announcement, biggest announcement yet. Tune in, have a great week, and I'll talk to you guys real soon.
1: So Merry Christmas, uh, can you talk about your favorite Christmas moment? Not right now. Not right now.